0: Um, but with the motivation, it's a lot of, it's the fact that I have these kids, like I'd say 90% of it. Um, but the rest of my motivation is that I got, I got my mom, I got my grandparents, my sister. I mean, I have all this family that I have a rare opportunity to be the first to make some real money, you know, aside from my grandpa and my grandma, but that was over decades and decades. That if I can if I can do this, I have the opportunity to change the trajectory of my family for generations, and and help other people do the same that I bring with me, and and that's what that's what really motivates me because I don't want my kids to have to go work three jobs, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd like them to to pick a career path and and chase it as long as they feel like it, and if they don't feel like doing it anymore, then go do something else and be able to chase their passions.
1: Starting, sustaining, and having a successful small business is hard, but you already knew that. But wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that talks to and digs in to the people who've made it? Problem solved. This is Local Vibes, small business success stories. Talking to successful small businesses from around America. You'll hear awesome stories about how they got started and how they survived and thrived online and in their communities. We find out their special vibe. Welcome to Local Vibes. Brought to you by ultimateonlinemarketing.com. Now, here are your hosts, Pat and Angie Cherubini. All right, let's do this.
2: Well, welcome everyone, it's, it's Pat and Angie Cherubini and we are talking with Michael Hurst, who is the president of Hurst Solar Consulting, which is a Texas-based solar company. And I've had the pleasure of being a basically a Facebook friend of, um, of Michael's now for maybe over a year, something like that. Yeah. we've connected. and I think we first connected. was it in a um, business group? I believe so. I think so. I, I'm not sure which one because I'm a member of of a ton of them, but um, I think that's where it was. And he offers residential, commercial, and uh, public solar solutions. And, you know, people may ask a question of why did we have him on our on our podcast? And you know, he's a veteran which thank you for your service. First thank off, you for your support. um, he loves America and has a passion for making our environment healthier. And I think that's a vibe that everyone can appreciate. So, yep. so
3: welcome. We'll let you, you know, tell your origin story and like, what were you doing before you started this business? What you know got you into it and just, uh, do your little, your little spiel about what you do.
0: Okay. Um, I'll try to be fast with that. I, uh, so I was in the Army. Um, I was a human intelligence collector, um, interrogations, did that five years, Iraq, Afghanistan, got out, couldn't really find work. Um, we, we've been living in East Texas, finding work around here outside of the oil field is difficult. So I went back overseas for a defense contract for a few months, missed my family, decided, hey, I need to find something close to home and kind of bit the bullet, got in the oil field. Worked on an oil rig for two years, um, two weeks on, two weeks off, had knee surgery because I blew my knee out on the oil rig and I had to rehab, got laid off, and then I went back overseas for almost three years and then got tired of that. The money was good, but it wasn't, you know, I have a big family. Um, Yeah. So I came back from that, couldn't find any work before I ran out of savings. So I went to Alabama and worked environmental construction, which is just fancy for digging holes and and swinging a sledgehammer helping do environmental cleanup and then came home from that worked on finding a job again gone into uh climbing wind turbines in colorado
2: i read that
0: that, that was fun i loved that and then that uh fun at all
2: <laughs> you are crazy how high <laughs> do you, how high did you have to go
0: um they're like 300 meters i think is what they are 300 feet 300 meters i can't remember exactly um but they're super cool um and that's the main reason i did that they they were gonna pay me good but also because i wanted to climb either a cell phone tower or a wind turbine at least once in my life Um, but that was that was hard too because it was even though i wasn't overseas i was still away from my family and i was gonna miss birthdays and stuff like that so i ended up quitting that job because i wasn't gonna get any home time and then i uh came back to texas so this is fall of 2019 and did birthdays thanksgiving christmas and i was like all right cool can't find anything to do here i'm gonna go back overseas i have a contract lined up i got hired and was just waiting for a date to ship over and then COVID happened <laughs> and it just shut oh. everything down so i a lot of <laughs> i didn't know what to do hold on let me rescue you. oh never mind I'm going to rescue this cat, just knock down the big old oh. puzzle. <laughs> um,
3: we just had our cat tear this thing down, but this tree behind us when we were doing a yeah. video just a couple days ago. Yeah. So, no problem.
0: <laughs> She's uh, attacking her tail. So everybody told me not to get her catnap, and I did anyways. And here we are. <laughs> um, but with the solar thing, I figured since I was good at talking to people from all my time, Working in human intelligence collection and counterintelligence, that I should try to at least work in sales. Um, I learned pretty quick when I first got into sales that my morality conflicts with a lot of sales training. Um, But I got into solar because I was looking at all these different sales jobs, and I had no money at this time. Like I had just enough money for like gas for necessities, Um, but other than that, I was I was flat broke. So I I couldn't afford to get my licensing for insurance sales. Um, I couldn't afford to drive to town and, and back every day to try to sell cars. And so I was looking online. I was like, oh, I got to figure something out. Um, and I stumbled upon solar cells. I didn't even know it existed. I mean, probably in the back of my in my head, I realized it, but it wasn't something I thought about, um, especially in East Texas. So I basically was staying up until like four or five in the morning, you know, most nights just reading and studying. And then, um, you know, Facebook works with every fifth post being an ad. I was looking through Facebook ads and I I made a list of companies that I would be okay with working for. And the first company was TriSmart Solar and I filled out their ad. They sent a guy to my house for a, uh, I think it was SunPro, um, sent a guy to my house for a solar consultation, and I talked him in to get me a job, and he helped me get a job with TriSmart Solar in May of 2020, and here I am now. Um,
3: Is that who you're still with? Or are you completely on your own? No,
0: uh, no. Uh, funny story. I have I've worked with over 30 solar companies, onboarded and everything, um, with over 30 solar companies since then.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah. So how does um, that work? The The companies are, are, are you, are you like a franchise or are you just, I'm,
0: I'm a 1099. OCO? Yeah. Okay. I'm a 1099 independent consultant. Um, anytime I've signed up with any of these companies, I keep a close eye on what my non-disclosure agreement entails. So that way I know whether I even want to sign the contract in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, but I, I'm 31 about to be 32 if I was in my early 20s I'd probably stick with one of these companies you know hit the doors all the time work six days a week like these guys do and and just grind at it make as much money as possible but I I don't believe the sales organization is going to exist as it does um in in a couple years and what I've been really striving for obviously is making sales so I can keep a roof over our heads and make some money but is mapping out this industry and figuring out how things have been done and how things can improve and then improving on those things, setting about my own processes, um, training my own guys, and then essentially helping improve the industry. Um, and that's ultimately why I've gone through so many companies, because if I started working with a company and they weren't paying people well, um, I just moved to a different company because there's right. so much money in the in, the, in solar. And then if I was working with a company and they, their training was unethical, I just cut ties and I'd move to a different company Um, and just so on and so forth. And I just tried to figure out how to sell ethically. And I've learned that it's extremely difficult. It's, it kept, it keeps me up most nights. It's stressful, but uh, it's worth it.
3: Well, you said something about your, when you were talking about your struggles and and I usually ask about your motivation. I think we talked a little bit. I think I know what your motivation is. Can you tell everybody how many kids you have? I have seven. Seven kids. Um
0: But with the motivation, it's a lot of it's the fact that I have these kids. Like I'd say ninety percent of it. Um, but the rest of my motivation is that I got I got my mom, I got my grandparents, my sister. I mean, I have all this family that I have a rare opportunity to be the first to make some real money you know aside from my grandpa and my grandma but that was over decades and decades that if i can if i can do this i have the opportunity to, to change the trajectory of my family for generations and and help other people do the same that i bring with me and and that's what that's what really motivates me because i don't want my kids to have to go work three jobs you know um, mm-hmm. I I'd like them to, to pick a career path and, and chase it as long as they feel like it. And if they don't feel like doing it anymore, then go do something else and be able to chase their passions. Um, cause me, when I was leaving high school, I had the choice of trying to go to college and playing sports, um, and dealing with the drug addictions that I had or, or joining the military and. Thankfully, I chose the military, but that could have went a completely different route. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I know you, we talked, um, gosh, we just talked a little, I posted or I re- replied on a post or commented on a post that you made that David Goggins uh, about his book and how mm-hmm. similar your guys' lives were when you were younger and the and the struggles yeah. you went through. I had no David idea. David Goggins
0: is is a pretty incredible human. I mean, that's oh, understating geez. it for sure. But it's, Still. it's the, it's the realization that no matter how hard you get kicked in the teeth by life, that it's up to you to pick yourself back up and to keep going. If you have to make changes, you make changes, but you can't, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't blame mm-hmm. other people because everybody else is just living their life too. You know? Um, so he's coming to save you. Absolutely. Nobody's coming to save you. Um, it's, it's between you and, and if you believe in God, it's between you and God, you know? And thank God. Yeah, I mean,
2: a, it's like the American dream is what what you're what you've done. I mean, thank God we're in a country that allows us to do this. That absolutely you know, we can find something else to do and something else that we have a passion for. I mean, we. Yeah. I, I'm sure you know after being overseas, we we live in a pretty awesome country to be able to to have that opportunity.
0: We abs- we absolutely do. Um, there's there's an endless amount of opportunities for people in the United States because where I'm at in East Texas, say, I I talk about how hard it was to find a job all these years and how I had to go and do all this other stuff. And that's not to have anybody kind of feel sorry for my situation because realistically my wife and I are are adults. We could have sold our house and moved to a different town that had better job opportunities. You know, Um, we just chose to kind of stick it out for the kids so we didn't have to move them again. Um, But that's the same way it is. And, the entire United States, um, you, you can be trapped, but you, you always have the opportunity to leave, whether it's just with you and the clothes on your back or whether you work a side job and save up for, for a bus ticket. So you can
3: take luggage with you, you know? Yeah. Yep. Can't change where you're at. Change where you're at.
2: Yep. Most definitely. And I know you've got, I saw on your, on your website, that basically you're you're really obviously in the southern states the most um, or you can service the the southern states the most that have the most sun but i, I see ohio's coming that's where we're at so
0: and we don't have yeah, any sun.
2: actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's
0: not a, there's not a whole lot. It's just like just like Washington in a it's way. It's just gray. Um, but yeah. you
2: still can help i i mean i, I guess you know would solar panels still be good for people here in Ohio who don't have, I I think,
0: I think it would be, um, it's, it just comes down to how many you need and how much that costs in comparison to what you already spent on electricity.
1: Mm -hmm. If,
0: if the expenditure is already there and you have the infrastructure, which, which there's the infrastructure exists in pretty much every state to where, when, when the sun hits your roof, you, you're you saving money. The main thing in, in states like that that don't have as many sun hours, the main things that benefit are businesses, commercial outfits, mm-hmm. um, schools, stuff like that, because they consume so much electricity that the return on investment is insane. Um, yeah. With a homeowner, you're looking at spend, uh, saving tens of thousands of dollars between like 30 and 50 on average over the next 25 years but a school a school is going to save millions of dollars and that's taxpayer dollars right um that that it saves and and that's stuff that they can either choose to save that taxpayer money or they can roll that savings into teachers benefits um extracurriculars stuff like that
2: that's cool that's definitely cool good to know
3: so are you dealing mostly with Texans right now, or, I mean, I, I know that's where you're at. Is that how's you know, how's it going right now?
0: Uh, yes, I'm dealing mostly with Texans. It's going pretty good. Um, it could be going better, but that's, that's my own. I, I didn't move fast enough in business. Um, when it came to hiring and getting guys out there and knocking doors and stuff like that, I've been kind of been kind of doing it solo, recruiting people behind the scenes that also do business stuff. Um, East Texas, I can thank a company called Lumi. They call themselves Lumio Bros or something like that. They're they're what I would have wanna a part of or what I would have wanted to be a part of when I was in like my early 20s. They're a bunch of young 20-somethings that they shipped in here from out of state, like 40 of them, and, and they just knock doors every day. Um, the people of mm-hmm. East Texas don't really appreciate them, but I do because most of my clientele are coming from people that got their door knocked didn't appreciate it. And they're like, I'm going to go with somebody local. And I'm like, Hey, thanks guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, taught them a little bit about solar and then they moved on to. Yeah. Because they've been process. seeing me on Facebook for
0: almost two years now, you know, and they know yeah. I'm local. They see me, I sponsor events and stuff when I can. And um.
2: And I wanted to tell you, cause I was looking I, uh, of course, I was looking more in depth on your um, personal as well as your business profile you need to get your face on there more. You need to talk so into too. the camera more.
0: Yeah, I so I I'm sure you saw the Facebook post. I messed my beard up, so I had to shave it. And um, so I'm I'm working on I'm working on liking myself a little bit more. You know, I was kind of in a slump last year. And my dad passed away, and I
2: yeah
0: I kind of I don't know I don't know if I use it as an excuse to just keep being unhealthy. Um, but. Oh, that's kind of said and done. I found healthier outlets, and one of those is swinging a sledgehammer um, with my tire, and that helps, you know, oh, and so oh. I'm getting back into that's a that. CrossFit and as I'm thing. Yeah, and as I'm thinning up, I'm starting to like myself a bit more, you know, my appearance. Um, I'm feeling better, and I absolutely, I want to, I mean, I have a TikTok with zero videos and like a ton of followers so far because I stay active in the comment sections. Uh-huh. And if I could just get that going, I think that would help me a lot too.
3: Well, that that's motivating as someone who's an older guy with a great hairdo and you know, all everything I got going for me. It's not it wasn't easy putting my face out there and talking to people. And you know, the more you yeah. do it, the easier it gets, you know. And we tell people all the time, stick the phone up and start talking to it, tell people what you do and where you're at and how they get a hold of you, and it, it happens. It just happens. Absolutely.
2: And you, you may not think, and I'm sure you, you deal with this. I know you do because you're a business owner. And when you post things on your personal profile, you, you know, nobody comments. And when it comes to business, they only yeah. comment on, you know, cute family things or cat things like with me. Um, but people do watch. And we yeah. know that now that I'm going back out in the public more uh, since my cancer. That I don't know if you knew that I had that, but I... Had cancer and was am recovering from that. We didn't get out a whole lot, but you know now yeah. we do, and that's like the first thing that people say to me is, "Hey, you know, I I follow your story, I see what you post, and it's like, really, I never see yeah. you comment, but that's that's awesome. So people do see you and they do follow you. They may not comment, Absolutely. but they see well, you. And, and I
0: and head. I knew that you were struggling um, with something. I didn't know exactly now it was cancer, but I'm super glad that you beat it. Um, Thank you. I know that's, I know that had to have been really scary.
2: It was, but just like you, I mean, it, you know, it's something that everybody's got something and it's what you do with it. And, you know, for us, it was a, it it, it like came out of the freaking blue. Uh, So it wasn't something that we were expecting because quite honestly, I'm probably one of the healthiest people in my family and extended family. Um, And it just, it was all of a sudden, but you know, it was something that then caused us to like, you know, come to a screeching halt as to okay, what well, what are we doing? And so we shifted gears and we knew that we wanted to help and, and talk to small businesses and help small businesses online. Cause it was a, and you know, it's a passion and I wanted to help other people get, um, get healthy too. That's another passion of mine too. Oh, keep,
3: okay. Keep sliding out. <laughs>
0: Well, am and, and I'm glad that you guys do what you do because aside from aside from the podcast, um, I mean, everybody that listens to this or watches this or anything, they don't, they're not going to know how much kind of advice you guys have. You guys kind of steered me, you know, here and there, over the last over the last year, um, and I wanted to let you know that I appreciate that um, because I do take your advice and I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to make some moves here, and I know you guys know how overwhelming all of this can be especially when somebody's starting off um new in something um but having you guys there is kind of like that you guys have like experience in other things that are very similar um and kind of you know it, you were you have a lot of tact when you when you recommend things to people and it and it works out well thank
2: you, thank you that. that's kind of
3: what what started this is we're in a pretty small town in, yeah. in central ohio mm-hmm. and you know we've always kind of joked it's 10 years behind the rest of the country and we can't help everybody yeah here and you know some people can't we i mean we do they'll still build websites mm-hmm. and do marketing and stuff and some can afford it some can't but we still want to help because yeah. if we if people don't help save the small businesses the amazons and the walmarts that are already eating the world yes yeah. my cat
2: comes look up look at this <laughs> <laughs> this is Karen.
0: Mine's so, over here tearing up a, uh, a jacket.
2: She loves being
3: in the camera. Uh, <laughs> well, as I was saying, you know, we—I really believe that the small businesses can sustain themselves because they're the ones that help the community. Yeah, I feel. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the big corporations do for show, but you know, mom and pop are still running the show.
0: Well, absolutely. And I saw it growing up in Montana that when, when some, when small businesses are able to thrive um, where people work hard enough to keep those small businesses alive, then the cost of living is affordable. You know, Um, when, for instance, when I was a kid, Pomida came to a little town called Libby, Montana. And before then the closest Walmart was two hours away in Sandpoint, Idaho. And, you had, if you want to choose, you went to pay less shoes. You know, if you wanted this, you went to a different store and all that ACE right. hardware yep. and everything. Um, yep. but when Pomida came, it just started killing businesses. And with that, people left the town. Um, I'm going to let her go in a second, but this is, uh, <laughs> this is, this is Kitty. It. She's, Kitty. uh,
3: she's ferocious. Yeah. Kitty. It. She, she does good. some wild things. So. Well, ours is named um, Karen. So that's Karen, good. Karen manages the, the
0: rest of us. Quit. She, uh, I named her Kitty because she likes to knock things off of... If a kid comes out in the kitchen and gets a glass of water and then leaves it sitting on the counter or on the on the uh, table, she'll jump up there, and in the morning, there'll be a cup on the floor
3: with a puddle of water.
2: Sounds a little bit familiar. <laughs> definitely. Yeah,
3: we're back. Camera froze. So, <clears throat> where you at?
2: Well, how about let's... What's a memorable moment you've had in the, in the business? Um,
0: there's been a couple, I think, I still think my favorite is, is when I got hired. Um, a lot's happened since then. You know, I met a lot of friends and everything helped a lot of people, but my favorite memory was talking with my buddy, Joey before he was my buddy, Joey, you know, he's the one that came and tried to sell me solar and, he got me a job and the very next day i was talking with the sales manager shout out to jordan with uh TriSmart, who now owns bright solar um yeah he he got me a job and gave me a job interview when i was on the road and he's like yeah you don't even need to drive all the way here man he's like you can turn around because it was an hour and a half drive i was going to drive all the way there for an interview and uh i turned around came back to the house and then the next day i drove all the way to dallas and went and sat there and did some sales training with him and he kind of you know, open the doors to the industry for me.
2: Well, that's cool. Yeah. And you said you had another one. Any other?
0: Um, yeah, it's just kind of a, I'd say it's just like a summary of everything that I've done is, is my favorite. It's my favorite memory of this industry encompasses the last two years because like, for instance, I'm on, I'm on this call with you guys. It's eight 25 in the morning here. And I'm here with two of my daughters, you know, that aren't in school yet. And so I'm able to, I obviously I change diapers and and pick up and stuff like that. But I get to play with them. I get to be present, you know. Um, And and that's my favorite part of this is that if we want to go do something on a Saturday, we go do something on a Saturday. I don't have somebody telling me, no, you got to be here. Like, sorry, ma'am, I got to reschedule. Like, my kids come first.
2: You'll well, love that
3: coming from uh, yeah. two that have done the same thing for 24 years 24 now. Years? That's exactly yep. it. Man, I, I was home for my kids. I coached my kids and it's a big deal.
0: That's, and that's what I'm working left. towards. Yeah. Yep. I'd love, love to be able
2: to coach. You'll love that. And your, your kids will, you'll, ki- your kids will watch and they'll eventually appreciate it that, that you are able to do that because that, that's yeah. one thing that, that they've talked about our three with us is that, the fact that we were here and that everybody, you know, they talk about their friends and how their parents weren't there for them at home and stuff like that. They came home to a, to a house by themselves. I know in a lot of situations, that's just the way it has to be, but it, it was nice Mm -hmm. being able to have this choice. A
3: lot of entrepreneurs that are driven by that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: So when you're out there um what's, what's one of the biggest myths that people have about your industry? Like when you're talking to you know when you when you finally get to have a consultation with somebody, what's one of the biggest myths? Yeah,
3: I feel like they're going to say like what's the catch?
2: Uh-huh
0: Yeah, so I think uh, there's gonna be three, okay. So the first one is that solar winds up in landfills when it's when it's reached its end of life. Um, for one, there's panels that are still working that have been installed since the 60s. But with solar, they're not going to throw it in landfills because it's made with rare earth uh, metals. You know, um, they, it's all recyclable. I think solar and lithium ion batteries, right as it stands, um, are recyclable and reclaimable up to 85% of raw materials that they could then use to make new solar panels and new batteries. Um, that's I think that's the number one biggest myth is pollution. Um, the second biggest myth is cost. Um, the industry kind of helps with that because – people don't realize that you don't have you can get financed for solar with put without putting any money down um but where the industry is kind of harmed that is salesmen go out chasing commission checks and they're Mm -hmm. trying to sell people as high as they can um and that hurts the industry because we have the rare opportunity to be saving people money and to be ambassadors for an entire industry that I mean, in 20 years, we're going to look back and we're going to be amazed at how far we've come. But if, if you can, if you can get somebody solar and their payments with their electric company, everything, everything works out to where they're saving money every month. Um, that for me, that's just an incredible feeling, but it helps the industry as a, as a whole. And that's possible for sure. Um, the other biggest myth is the 26% tax credit. And as a sales guy, I probably I this is probably not the right way to approach it, but there, there needs to be a lot more transparency in the issue with homeowners. Not Solar is not a good fit for every single person yet, um, but there's a 26% federal investment tax credit. Not everybody's going to get that 26% of their total job cost back, but all of the residential lending options want that 26% back um, after 18 months. Because your payments start off really low, and then after 18 months, your loan will re if if you don't put that back in there. So it's my job to allow the homeowner to see that and explain, hey, even though I'm not a CPA and I can't give you realistic tax advice based on your situation, I can say you need to talk to a CPA because you make X amount of dollars, you only write off X amount of things, and, and you need to talk to your CPA to ensure that you're going to get this $8,000, $12,000, whatever, Back in taxes if it's not looking like you are then we have like 40 different loan options with a good majority of them based on how i price this system out where if you don't put that tax credit back in 18 months yeah your payment goes up a little bit but i can show you right here how you're still saving a lot of money you know and and being able to work with each client as their own instead of having everything just be cookie cutter across everything you do you know um Mm -hmm. Be transparent with those guys because, yeah, you might not make that sale because of that thing that you said um, about the tax credit. But do you want to make that sale and then in 18 months that person gets hosed by that payment going up because now it's no longer in their budget and and now they hate you and Mm -hmm. all of their friends dislike you too, you know. Um, I'd rather Mm -hmm. walk away from those deals or at least give that person an opportunity um, to make sure it's a good fit
3: for them. You're a different kind of salesman, aren't you?
0: Yeah, um, I think it's... That's good. I, part of it's because of all the things we've gone through overseas. Um, yeah. I've done a lot of interrogations. I've done a lot of um, talking to assets and stuff overseas and going on missions. And, and then on the civilian side, I mean, I did counterintelligence screenings for almost three years, working my way from junior level screener all the way up to senior counterintelligence mm-hmm. advisor for special operations joint task force. There's things you do in any industry, especially in the military that do not mesh with your morals. Um, I have the opportunity to change that, at least in my situation, you know, I can sell ethically and, and, and morally to where I can sleep at night. Um granted mm-hmm. it, it hurts the bottom line. You know, if, if I didn't talk about the tax credit, like a lot of other salesmen are trained to not talk about it um, as much, you know, I'd, I'd probably have a higher close ratio and my close ratios are decent you know but i'd probably have a higher one um but that's also why i don't run a lot of ads because the ad copy that you have to use in this industry to get people to click and then click through it is shady um i'm sure you guys see it with solar after you talk to me and you get a couple solar ads you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you'll see where they offer there's government programs that help you get solar for free and it's all this other stuff and it's like
3: And that's why I asked what's the catch because I do see that, you know, zero down, free grants, government, all that stuff. And it seems too too good to be true. The way
0: solar works, and this is just going to be a really quick rundown. You can get solar with cash um, and that's going to be your cheapest, but it's going to be your most out-of-pocket expense. You can get solar financed at zero down all the way from 0% interest, 1.49, 2.99, all the way up to like 7.5% interest. The higher interest rate you have, on a loan is going to be your lowest overall cost because there are there are financing charges like with any other loan type. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have a zero percent interest loan, say your loan say it's a cash price of like forty thousand dollars, right? And with a zero percent interest loan, now your cash price is like eighty thousand dollars. Same exact everything, zero percent loan, zero percent down. But if you did as as if you did the same twenty five year loan option on like a seven and a half percent interest, right? your loan, your total loan amount would be still like 40 something thousand, which is way cheaper than the 0% across the board. But your payments are like, in this instance, in my head, it's about 80 bucks higher um, per month. And some people can't swing that. So it's, it really comes down to sitting down with the individual and figuring out what their situation is because the homeowner, they're not set up to lose. If, if I go to a homeowner or do a zoom call with a homeowner, I build them everything out for free. I sit down with them, give them all the time that they need. And if they don't want to go solar, they don't go solar. Um, And that, and that's completely cool with me, but at least they learned. So when somebody else in the industry comes along, if that happens, they they're educated already. They know what to look out for and they can go with them or they can go with me. It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't care who they go with. Um, Just that they don't wind up being another one of these people that, gets put in a bad situation because they were oversold um you know
2: yep well
3: you just we created totally your know. next uh 10 videos in my mind uh, of teaching people yeah. exactly what you just taught us yeah because they're going to get the, the correct information from yep. an obviously upstanding guy and they're going to start to doubt the stuff that the the uh, more shady guys are telling them so that's get on there and teach
0: definitely that's definitely what i need to do um yep i don't know we see it across the board in every industry that the the path of least resistance is the path that marketers choose and people don't realize that marketing is propaganda and it's uh it's, it's um psychological operations you know some marketing is more ethical than others but at the end of the day it's it's what psychological tricks can you play on words um and imagery to get your demographic to click and then click again and fill their information out and keep clicking um, seems like and that's, that's
3: every every screen we look at is like
2: that
0: yeah yeah it's we've we're with for lack of a better term we're kind of uh modern day human cattle in the sense that mm-hmm. our economy is driven by how much we purchase right um, yeah Most definitely. So that's a whole different podcast oh yeah. yeah
3: that i see a rabbit hole over there we can go oh down. yeah we're gonna stay away from that yeah so
2: we're kind of along the same lines but we'll still stay away from that
3: What's the, uh, the question that we didn't ask that you wish we would have, did we miss anything?
0: Um, no, I don't really think you guys missed anything, but if there are people listening that want to get into solar, um, they can reach out to me. They don't have to work for me. I can help them find a place in the industry, whether they want to work as a laborer, help put stuff on roofs, or they want to work knocking doors and setting appointments for people or marketing or or actually selling systems um there's a there's a place in the industry there's a massive boom going on right now it's essentially a gold rush um that that a lot of people are ignoring um but yeah if if anybody wants to get into this industry no matter what state they're in i can help them Um, i can find them a place and with a different company if need be
2: that's great okay what's another well that's the that was my question. What advice yeah, you, would you nailed it. would you give? So,
3: so I, you know, we're call we're calling the po- podcast local vibes. You know, okay. so we we, we want to start asking people, what's the vibe like where you're local? You know, what's your town? What's the vibe of your town? Yeah. Because we always say your vibe attracts your tribe, and there are a lot of towns that aren't trying real hard. So, you know, is your mm-hmm. does your town have a good vibe or not?
0: Yeah, my town, my town is Lyndale, Texas. You know, uh, right outside of Tyler. And Tyler, Texas is the rose capital of the United States. You know, um, we're about an hour that. and a half east of Dallas, and our economy is blown up. The housing market's insane, um, but the town has been doing a good job of expanding. They they added a new park um, not too long ago. Sorry, I get hiccups. They added a new Eww. park not too long ago, and. The population here in in like five years is it's going to look completely different. Um, so I think I think I'm in a good town. It's going to expand rapidly. Uh, there's a lot more jobs that are going to be coming to the area, um, and a and a n- fresh batch of people from outside of the state, whether it's California, New York, it, it'll shake it's shaking things up a little bit because Tyler, Texas, and this area of Texas has always kind of been old oil field money you know Mm. um and i and i don't mean that so much negatively um because traditionally the people that have made their millions off of the oil and gas industry out here they put that money back into the community um and they've kind of helped which has been cool but we're seeing a shift as the oil field kind of dips um to where that money is not so prevalent around here and people are having to make changes industries having to be added out here um, and it's, and it's going to be cool to see how that changes. But I guess the overall vibe in East Texas is just um, pride of origins, I guess I would say. People around mm-hmm. here are really proud of, of where they're from. And I, and I can relate. You know, East Texas is a cool place. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased because I'm used to the mountains and stuff from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful area out here. And the people around here really do care. About their community, and I think that's why I'm I'm thankful for being able to run my business here.
2: Awesome, that is great. It's good to hear. Yes, so should we do sure. the card? One thing I've been doing with everybody, just because it's it's just a way to end it on something fun, is I have I have this deck of cards. It has different questions on it and stuff, and oh, cool. I'm put um, you on the spot. Yeah, put you on the spot, but it could be fun. So we'll see. <laughs> Better read it first. I know. Oh, that's a a good one for you. Probably a lot. How many different places have you lived?
3: All right, so. (laughs) This could be a while.
0: So are we talking just different states or just different towns? Sure.
2: For you, it could be, I mean. Yeah, your countries and states. I don't know. You you decide what you want to tell us. So four
0: states. uh, Uh, Born and raised in Montana. But at one point I moved to Arizona as a kid and then moved to upstate New York and then back to Montana um, and then joined the army, got stationed. So I lived in, of course, Missouri, for, but that was just for basic training. And then I spent about 22 weeks and two days or more in Fort Huachuca, Arizona, 30 minutes south of Tucson, got stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, um, spent a little bit of time here, went to Iraq, came back. Um, Afghanistan came back along the way, you know, stopping in Ireland and, and Kuwait and stuff like that. And then here in Texas, I've lived in Killeen, Fort Hood area, and then Tyler, Texas moved to Lindale. Um, and then from there, I've, I've gone to, of course, Afghanistan again, Kuwait, uh, Dubai, Qatar, um, and then worked and lived in Alabama, while i was there and then colorado yeah it's
2: jeez
0: you win it jumped yes around a you lot. definitely yep. you win
2: what's your favorite place overseas it um Rose again
0: believe it or not my favorite place is afghanistan um, really yeah so aside from combat the the afghani people that i interacted with the majority of Afghani people that I interacted with, the sta- the farmers, just the normal guys, um, they remind me the most of what we're taught as kids that Americans are, um, that they that they work hard to provide for their family first, they work hard to provide for their region or their their community, their town, whatever, um, and it's but they're hospitable. I've really? I've never in my life would have thought that well, I'll put it this way, Afghanistan, you go out, it's freezing cold outside, you walk six, seven miles out to get to the village that you're going to go search, um, or even if you're just walking, waiting to get shot at so you can shoot back, Daddy. oh, hold on, baby, come here and sit down, but you got to be quiet, okay.
1: no, okay. to we're
0: almost done with this, okay, say hey. hi, hi, um, those people, though, I interacted a lot with village elders and villagers and stuff like that. And they will bring you, it'll be negative 10 degrees outside. They'll come outside and they'll bring you hot tea. They'll bring you naan, like hot naan and everything, which is a flatbread. Um, They invite you into their home and they'll feed you and make sure that you're stuffed before you leave again. And it's, it's, whether it's fake or not, you know, like fake hospitality or whatever, um, it's the fact that they care enough, even though you're from a different country and you're occupying their country, um, that they want to still on a human level, you know, take care of you. And, wow. and I love that. Um, I'm, I'm glad we got my buddy Ali here from Afghanistan with his son. You know, he lives in, the, in Michigan now, I think. And it's just it's super cool to see because the the people of Afghanistan, even even the people in Iraq as well, um, that the Muslim Religion teaches them to be super nice and caring to people, you know, mm-hmm. on, on a base level, and they really do take that to heart. It's like small town America. You know, you go to Troy, Montana, where I grew up. It, if your car breaks down in the middle of that town, somebody's gonna come help you. You might not even have to take it to a shop. You know, um, it's just it's just the way it is in a lot of places in the world, and I think that we forget that because we spend so much time absorbing the negative things on social media. But yeah. Um, Afghanistan local is definitely. Vibes, my maybe. That's, that's favorite what we're people. talking about.
3: The local yeah. vibes, because that is what people. You know, you know, when you get to politics, it's, it's two sides, and they only they only focus on the worst of either side, no matter what. So I think it's really cool to you know to know that there are others like that in other places that we're not taught that that's the way they are over there. No, we don't Absolutely. see that. Absolutely,
2: people yeah. don't. They, you. I mean, you never see that kind of or get that kind of information from people. So I think this was a perfect question for you. And, yeah. and you know, hopefully people listen to this. And, I mean, it, that, that's huge yep, very about cool. the people. That's fantastic.
1: I
3: think, oh. I think
0: across the board in the military, um, at least the people that interacted with them on a regular basis. Now, I got infantry friends that don't agree with me. Uh, yeah. But they see things from a different, you know, side of things than I do. Um, but yeah, realistically, it's it's all people as a whole, you know. Um, it's it's learning the fact that nobody's out to get you, really. You know, everybody's kind of just out for themselves. Right. Um, but there's people everywhere you go that will put you first, even though realistically they don't know who you are or anything like that. But they'll put you first because they believe that God wants them to do that, and that's the coolest thing.
2: That's pretty cool. Very cool. I love it. Anything left? Ah, uh, no. I think. I think we've covered it as, um, you know, how, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, why don't you tell us exactly how they can do that. And we'll actually, we'll make sure that we put this in the, um, yeah. in episode notes and stuff, but tell people. Well, how they um,
0: Definitely. I think the, the easiest way is going to be just finding me on Facebook. Um, whether it's my personal page, which is Michael Hurst, spelled just the way it is on my shirt. Um, <laughs> wrong side but yeah <laughs> no, we, um, we see
2: it mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i pointed at it because on my screen it's on the right side but yeah, yeah. um um uh, but on my facebook either her solar consulting um is my business page you know shoot me a message but realistically if somebody wants to get in contact with me i always have my cell phone on me and my number is 903-787-3453 um i can't an- i can't promise that i'll answer the phone Um, because I'm, I'm pretty busy, but I will, I will get your text message and I'll call you back.
3: Very cool. Very cool. So that was way more than I expected to get from a solar panel. You know, that was awesome. Thank you so much for, for joining us and thank you again for, you know, your service. I know you hear it all the time, but you know, people really do mean it. Thank you. Well, I really do
0: appreciate your guys' support both as a veteran and as a business owner, you know, um, and I really do appreciate the opportunity because this is my first my first podcast that I've been on. And this is a really cool experience. Well,
3: well then in that case, is there anything that you want to ask us? You you got us right here. Is is there anything that you want
0: to ask? Um, Looking back, raising your family, what's one change you would have made to business in order to best serve your kids?
3: Wow.
1: Mm. I know
3: mine right off the top. I'll go 1st and let you go. You it's know,
1: probably we, the
2: exact same thing.
3: We, we talk about all the time that, you know, the best thing about working at home is being home all the time. The yeah. worst thing about working at home is being home at all the time. You know, we haven't clocked out in 24 years. Yeah. yeah. And we were pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the way we, we stuck around, raised our family. I wish we were, you know, even though you're there, we were there, we weren't always pregnant because we were working, yeah. you know, we were in home instead of a, at an office, but, you know, that's the thing that when I look back, sometimes I think, yeah, you know, we were there, but we were, you know, and now it's even worse with your phone. This was before a phone, but, you know, yeah. when they're around, just like you're doing, I, I understand, you know, it's, you know, be present and, you know, cause as our, old, our youngest is 19 and I know you hear here yeah. all the time, man, it, it
0: goes, goes like It, does. it goes so does. Yeah, it goes by way too no, fast. You
2: give me you that was exactly what I was go- going to say. Is I, I wish we would have been better at um, having a schedule where we scheduled in more family stuff. I mean, we when the kids and you'll you'll go through this, especially with kids, well, um, their schedules become you know, what dominates insane. your life. And you, <laughs> yeah. you know, we were in hockey and lacrosse and volleyball. And that just consumed our life. And then Pat did a lot of coaching and with lacrosse, we started our lacrosse program in our school system. So we were busy with that a lot too. And I really wish that we would have scheduled more family times. Family Even specific We were together things. all the
3: time. But yeah.
2: that that was probably one thing, the one One good thing about COVID with COVID happening is it forced us to do more family time here. And, you know, we made a particular day where we definitely have all the kids for dinner and we dedicated that time to that. And so we still do that. So I think that's great, but that would be my biggest, biggest advice to give you is, is definitely even putting it in, in, in your appointment, in your calendar. It's in my schedule.
0: Yeah. I've, I've worked that in. I uh, My kids get off. They get on the bus at 6.30 every morning. So I wake up, get them, get them up for school at 5.45. And uh, they get on the bus at 6.30. I'm not a super morning person, you know. For instance, I napped from like 6.30 to 7.30 this morning <laughs> before this. Yeah. Um, because I stay up till like 1, 2 in the morning, you know. And oh, uh, But the, well, it's because the kids get off the bus at 4. So from about 3.30 to like eight o'clock at night Mm -hmm. i I can't really do much you know (laughs) if i'm on the phone something's getting destroyed in the house because the kids are yeah so but i i spend time with them i need to be a lot more present i do recognize that for sure um but then but i'm at least i eat dinner with them you know um and all of that and i know that was important to me as a kid because i didn't have that all the time Mm -hmm. but um fridays so every other weekend my oldest son's my stepson so every other weekend um, we load, i load all the kids up in the car, except for the baby and drive from here to Hubbard, Texas, which is about two hours, um, drop him off with his dad. Cause he drives him from there to Austin, Texas. And then I drive all the way back with the kids and then Sunday I go and I do it again. So wow. pretty much dead in the water Friday or every other Friday from like, um, five or four o'clock in the evening. Too. she's up here eating gummy bears because she knows I won't do anything right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's ready to go crazy now.
3: Yeah. Up.
0: Um, but I, the best thing I think I've done for myself and, and my wife inadvertently actually did this for me is that she has Bible study every Wednesday. Um, it, it fluctuates from like nine in the morning to 11 in the morning or 10 in the morning and noon, but it's all, it's at the same place every Wednesday. And so I go and now I have kind of a group of guys that we go and we network. Um, but we play we play disc golf together um, ah. from 10 in the morning to noon, you know, and, it, and it's pretty great. If nobody shows up, sometimes I just bring my fishing pole and I go fishing the fishing pond at the church or just go hiking. But it's for me, that's my whole weekend is that two hours, you know, nice. and so I get to just go out in the woods. If I don't want to talk to anybody, I can just yeah. literally go sit on a log somewhere in uh, the middle of nowhere in the woods and just decompress for a couple hours. And unplug. It's,
2: That's good. Yeah, and
0: if, if business owners don't have something like that, they need it. Whether it's solitude to play a video game or like read a book, whatever it is, they got to have some time for themselves because if not everything around you drains a lot of your emotional energy. And mm-hmm. and if you don't have a pool of emotional energy available to your kids then that's when, you know, five years will fly by like that. And, and that distance grows between you and your kids. You know, they don't, they don't feel like they can come to you with stuff because every time they do, you're busy with work, you know? And I, I have been like that, you know, but I'm making mindful changes is all I can really do. And
3: exactly. I'm mindful of it. And I still find myself staring at that stupid phone for no reason. Yeah. And then, you know but I, so do the kids oh well
2: so you're yeah equal. absolutely
0: that's <laughs> so. that's my biggest goal with this business aside from money or anything like that i can't eat any of those baby but thank you, <laughs> you can sit right there and eat them. um aside from money and all these other things that you could accomplish in business my biggest goal is like <laughs> freedom from electronics i want to retire in a cabin out in the bull river valley in montana and not have internet <laughs> And not have a TV, you know, just have a couple bookshelves full of really good books, and spend the rest of my life fishing and hunting and hiking. Like, and that's, and that's what I want to do. You nothing know, nothing wrong. I can with go that. on vacation to look at a screen if I want to, but yeah. I don't want one in my house when I'm when I'm retired.
3: But. What do they say? Twenty years ago, getting on getting on the internet was the escape. Now, getting off of it is the escape.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's it's crazy to think about what happens with Web three. That's all yeah. I can see. And everybody's mm-hmm. living because with web three, we'd be doing this virtually, you know, I'd be sitting across yep. a virtual table from you guys, you know, and, it's and then but think of how addicting that's going to be. And you know, oh, it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah. I think
3: us old people will be okay, but man, the, the kids, you know, the, the kids 10 years younger than you. They're, yeah. They're, well, they're gonna walk around with that thing on their head their whole life. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a dopamine addiction. That's, that's going to feel natural because that's just, I mean, I'm guilty of it. My kids are yeah. being loud and obnoxious and I'm trying to get work done. Yeah. Hey, let's go watch Coco Melon, you know? Like, yeah. But then I think about it a lot of times like, man, I had three channels when I was a kid. I
3: watched PBS, yes. you know? I like, had to get up to turn a channel.
0: And cartoons yeah.
2: were only, well, I mean, this dates me big time, but uh, cartoons were only on Saturday mornings. And if you yeah. if you slept in, you're That's screwed. It. You missed all of it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And if your parents got annoyed with you, you just got kicked out of the house and
2: yeah. yeah. go
3: play, you, you know, kicked out every day. Come hope, outside. hope yeah. you play. don't
0: get eaten by a bear. Go play in the woods.
2: Like- well, thank God we don't have that to worry about yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, well, it looks yeah. like
3: you got your hands full, you know, again, thank you so very much yes. for, for jumping on and, and, you know, well, we're thank fine you for to the opportunity questions and, yeah. you know, we love talking to, especially the family men, you know, that's, that's where our heart lies. Well, I, I really enjoyed this. Anytime. Good. And Like I said, reach out, whatever you need. We're here for you, man.
2: Yeah. Got any okay. questions? Just let me know. Good luck with those Thank panels.
3: You. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just going to get better and better, I think. So. Yep. Get that phone yeah, out and that geez. camera and start putting more out there. Yep. Yeah. I'll definitely do that.
2: All right. Well, tell everybody in your family hello and... That's it? Yeah, thank you. Have a great
3: day, man. Thank you so much. Hey, you as well. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening to the Local Vibes Podcast, brought to you by Ultimate Online Marketing, where we help small business owners, like you, build the ultimate system that generates more leads, phone calls, and most importantly, more customers. More customers. Join our group by going to ultimateonlinemarketing.com slash group. There, you'll find live discussions, tips, podcasts, videos, and just plain real talk on how you, too, can be an ultimate online business. See you next time. Bye-bye.